This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hi, guys, and welcome to a new episode of Couch Talks on you need therapy podcast. My name is Kat. I am the host. And if you are unfamiliar with what Couch Talks is, it is the bonus episode of you need therapy where I answer questions that listeners send to me at Catherine at you need therapy podcast.com. Usually each week I answer one question. I always keep it anonymous. And I always like to remind people that although I am a therapist it's called you need therapy and I am answering your questions. This podcast does not serve as a replacement or substitute for any actual mental health services. However, we always hope that it can help you in some way. Now, today, a couple things are different. One, I'm married now. This is my first episode that I'm recording as a married person. I got married on the 16th and then took a little break and I'm fully back and to celebrate that and also to celebrate a week that is very important to me, we're going to do something a little bit different today with Couch Talks. So instead of answering a specific question that you guys have sent to me today, I am going to talk about something that has to do with the week that it is. And the week that it is, is, which is a very, I feel like, confusing way to say that this week is National Eating Disorders Awareness Week. So Recently, I've been putting out a lot of content around specifically eating disorders within the podcast. And I feel like that happens from time to time just because I am a therapist that specializes in eating disorders. But since we have been having a lot of dedicated content to that on the Monday episodes, I did not prepare a specific Monday episode dedicated to Need a Week. However, I still wanted to give it the attention that it deserves. And the purpose of Need a Week is to help spread awareness of the disease that is eating disorders and 
to spread awareness of how prevalent and also how how serious they really are. And also at the same time to spread awareness of the fact that there are resources available and there is help available and people don't have to continue living their lives in, in ways that they are when they're struggling with eating disorders of any kind. So again, to celebrate this week and to, you know, do my part in the Nita week world, I thought today would be a good time to do a little mini episode about one of the forms of eating disorders that can be ignored or passed on as morally high behavior or just missed because of the way it presents and the way our world is obsessed with body image and health and wellness these days. And that is orthorexia. Orthorexia is a type of disordered eating where somebody becomes obsessed with the health of foods. It's currently not recognized in the DSM, which is the Diagnostic Statistical Manual for for Mental Health Disorders, which is where we get the codes and the things that we need to diagnose clients with mental health disorders, and it shares all the symptoms and the criteria that, that are needed to meet each one. So they're not a specific orthorexia category. However, when you are showing up with orthorexia, there is a way to still be diagnosed. It still fits into a category. It's just not its own. I do have a feeling that's going to be changing. But regardless of that, this type of obsession with food and health can lead to a diagnosis still within the eating disorder realm and also uh, oftentimes is co-occurring with some other anxiety disorders and even mood disorders. So I thought we just would talk about it, do a little refresher because it's something that I feel like is less known, less talked about and less seen as problematic when it is part of an eating disorder and eating disorders are progressive. So that means even if they seem not problematic right now, the longer that something goes on, the worse it is going to get. So let's get into it. Orthorexia, like I said before, in its, in its simplest terms means that there is an obsession with healthy eating. And for people who are not immersed in this field, that might not sound like a bad thing. And eating healthy isn't bad. Eating balanced isn't bad. That's not exactly what is happening within this. In a vacuum, that is not a bad thing. And someone also who has orthorexia most likely didn't start out being obsessed. But like I said about eating disorders being progressive, they continue to get worse and things can take a pretty fast turn not just because of reasons associated with that person that might be struggling with it, because it's connected to our culture now. And like I said, our world is very obsessed with health and wellness. It's obsessed with diet and exercise. It's obsessed with body image, the diet culture world, the beauty industry, all of that. I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. It is highly, highly, highly part of our culture. And so there's so much we can take, so much content we can absorb, and so many things we can pay attention to that are all going to impact the decisions we make and the types of food we eat and what we think is right and what we think is wrong. It's easy to be taken down a really, 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 really dark rabbit hole. There's a lot of manipulation in that as well, which I've talked a lot about on this show in various ways. So I wanted to give you a quick breakdown on what orthorexia can look like, even though it is a little bit nuanced. I wanted to hit some some main points of what 
we look for and what when we see something that feels like it might be bordering on the orthorexia side, these are some of the things that we look out for and some things that you might um, want to pay attention to within yourself or maybe within a loved one that you are worried about. So I took these warning signs for orthorexia from the actual official NIDA website, the National Eating Disorder Association. So this comes from their website and I'm basically just reading them off of there, but they fit very well. So here they are. One, compulsive checking of ingredient lists and nutrition labels. Two, an increase in concern about the health of ingredients. Three, cutting out an increasing number of foods. This could be like all sugar, all carbs, all dairy, all meat, all animal products. Four, an inability to eat anything but a narrow group of foods that are deemed, in quotes, healthy or pure. Five, unusual interest in the health of what others are eating. Six, spending hours per day thinking about what food might be served at upcoming events. Seven, showing high levels of distress when safe or healthy foods aren't available. Eight, obsessive following of food and healthy lifestyle blogs on Twitter, Instagram, and or TikTok possible body image concerns. However, I do want to say orthorexia isn't always associated with body image. It's not so much always centered around just what our body looks like. It is often centered around the quality of food, the type of food that the, the it, I think of it as like the clean eating, non-toxic, all natural to the extreme type of person. And you can really care about all of that stuff and live a non-toxic lifestyle or a natural lifestyle, all of that. And when these things are all combined, when we're seeing something that can be labeled as disordered, it is when those things affect the quality of one's life. And I think that's a big part of this because I don't want people to think like, oh, I can't use non-toxic products at home or I can't be concerned about the type of foods I'm eating and, and wanting to make sure that I'm not eating things that would be dangerous or not good for me to ingest or all of that. It's okay to eat organic, like all of that stuff. It Like that's not what we're saying here when it comes to orthorexia. It's when the obsession with that affects the quality of one's life. And when it takes over somebody's life and it no longer is, I care about these things. It is like a make or break, do or die. I am spending hours, if not days, weeks, all of my time is consumed by a lot of this stuff. And it's affecting how I interact with my friends, my family, the ability for me to show up, the events that I go to, what I am allowing myself to engage in, and is it stealing joy from from me and the people around me? And I really want people listening to this, whether it's resonating with you or it's reminding you of a loved one, to know that people who have eating disorders, specifically this type of eating disorder, are not failures at all. They don't have some character defect or moral failing that the rest of us are immune to. More times than not, the people that are struggling with orthorexia are simply wanting a better life. They want to fit into society. They want to avoid current or future health complications. They want to feel more comfortable in their own body or in their own skin, things like that. I mean, how many of us have heard how the type of food we eat affects our health? Probably 100% of us because probably all of us have heard that. It's everywhere. And it's not a false statement. It, it is true. The issue that I think we run into here is to what extent and how far are we willing to go? If eating clean promises a life free of any ailments plus happiness, I would for sure give it all the goes. 
But does that really ring true? Is that really going to keep us from every obstacle in our life? And is it actually going to allow us to experience joy if we were so obsessed with eating this specific way? How much is eating that specific way impacting the quality of your or our lives? And how much does it take away the quality of our lives? We have more, even more recently confused normal experiences of being human with things that we should try to avoid at all costs. And I talked a lot, a lot about this with Caroline Shermer in the episode that I did with her recently when she came on a couple weeks ago. And we've become obsessed with things like inflammation and bloating and all the GI microbiome, gut health, all of that. And we have taken very normal experiences and we have manipulated them and now we see them through a different lens. And a lot of times that's a very disordered lens when we're using terms like bloating, when really we just might be full or it's like we're constantly looking for something to fix or change or or do better in. And I, I don't fault that on the individual. I think that like I said earlier, we're wanting better lives. So we're paying attention to things that we hear and read and see. And what is happening around us is that diet culture and and the things that are involved in diet culture, um, whether it's influencers, companies, just like marketing campaigns, diet culture uses a lot of fear to encourage us to buy into things to, in quotes, help our health that actually don't really matter or actually wouldn't really affect us that much. And this is not me saying we shouldn't care about our health because I think we can and and we should. And that's very important. I talked about this, that with Crystal when she came on the um, the podcast a month or two ago about how um, we want to reclaim health as something that we can care about and pay attention to. But diet culture has really, really manipulated what that really means and what that can look like. And it's easy to get carried away with. I think we can care about taking care of ourselves and experience freedom from food restriction rules and food fears. And I want to remind people, as I kind of close this out, I did a whole episode on orthorexia a couple years ago. I'm going to link that in the show notes that it will just give you more context to this because this was just like a, a little teaser almost. I just wanted people that have never heard of this to like know it's a thing. But I also want to remind you as I, I'm closing this out that eating disorders are progressive diseases. And even if we aren't there yet, I just want us to be mindful of the things we are starting to do. It is really easy, really easy to get sucked into that rabbit hole. I mean, every day I feel like I see something new that even I'm like, oh, wow, should I pay attention to that? Whether it's like, I mean, actually, I don't even want to say them because I don't even want to give any more time and energy to these things that we really don't need to be paying attention to. But every day there's something new and we can start out with really good intentions. And I think it is a really, really helpful practice to continue to check in with ourselves and even ask our friends for accountability when we think that we're getting a little too far into something not because we should be assuming that we're going to take things too far, but because we all deserve to pay attention to what can happen when we mix good intentions with a culture that wants you and a industry that thrives off of you thinking that you need more and you need to do more and you need to continue to become more obsessed with things that you probably don't need to be obsessed with at all. Now I'm getting into my Catherine rant style. So I'm just going to close this out and, and say that 
yes, these things are progressive and we need to pay attention to them. And also I want you to know, as scary as that can sound, help is also available. And while there's no exact cure for eating disorders, there's not a one size fits all for that. We can offer hope through therapies and resources that have been shown to help people recover. And I know everybody listening to this does not live in Tennessee. And so rather than simply give you guys a list of therapists and dietitians that can be helpful resources, I wanted to give you something that more people can benefit from. So in the show notes, I'm going to link that episode. I'm also going to give you a small list because I don't want to overwhelm anybody of books and social media accounts that I have found as helpful in the realm of recovery. So I hope you guys enjoy those. And I hope you guys are having the need a week you need to have the day you need to have. And I will be back with you guys on Monday for another new episode. Become a part of the fast growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.